Greetings, Department of Agriculture and Labor of Kazakhstan presents subsequent voice recording transmission of hilarity edutainment for help during most distressed political possibilities in Veraz. Hello and welcome. This was Was That In Good Taste? Your podcast for all things American and amazing. As always, I'm your host, James Beer, and I'm joined by our most esteemed co-host, Chandler Phillips. Chandler Phillips here, and today we're talking the most amazing thing. Most amazing things. We're talking about our glorious leader, Donald Trump. Is nice. Very nice. And of course, we're talking about this amazing film that came out of a small country called Kazakhstan, right here. It is called... I, but I don't know what it's called. It's called Borat. It's called it's called Borat. Borat too. Borat. Electric Boogaloo. It's huh. actually Borat. That's... Subsequent movie film. Gift of the pornographic monkey to the vice president premier Michael Pence to make benefit re- recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Because we all know Kazakhstan is amazing. It's glorious. It's much most many m- glorious moons. They've. They do it, and they do it well. They do it big. They make it work. They do it the biggest. How you doing, Chandler? I'm doing swell. How you been? I've been practicing my Borat impression. How does it sound? I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. Oh. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes and? Oh, what's that? Oh. What's, what's yes and? I'm sorry. I... No. I, yeah, what's that? Shut down. It's Borat. Oh, no, that. yes, of course. You do do a great accent. Thanks. Have you heard mine? <laughs> no. Nice. <laughs> so this week, of course, we're talking about all kinds of things, including, that's right, the great, amazing debate between Donald Trump and Sleepy Joe Biden. Sleepy because, Joe Because, you know, Biden. Donald Trump is the best. We're going to give our opinions about what? We're going to give our opinions about who we're going to vote for, I think. We're going to have a little brief thing about that. We're going to be funny. And, of course, we're going to laugh. We're going to cry. And we're going to... Probably get into a fight. <sighs> yeah, with it's this is riveting content, so stay tuned. <sighs> I'm um, so 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 excited. So, what you've been up to? Let's catch everybody up real quick. So, just in case everybody knows this little little thing here. So, of course, last week's episode was absolutely amazing we talked about avatar the last airbender which yes. is super fun of course of course you could always find that in all of our other podcasts on spotify itunes google play music and all those other things at any time in the podcast aisle in the podcast aisle i don't know if you can try this you can always go alexa <laughs> and <Who>? say <laughs> and you could say uh, you could say play uh what's that in good taste and it'll play it for you immediately that's pretty and lit. um the reason I mention this is because this is so topical, so interesting, that I thought that uh, this episode is actually going to be the very next one everybody hears. Oh, you're just going to line jump this I'm one I'm going to line jump this one in because I think it's super interesting because in two weeks, the one after the next is going to be the big one. <gasps> the heart attack? It's going to be the heart attack. It's going to be the day that we discover truly... Which one is better, Little Caesars or Pizza Hut? Oh, hands down, 
Little C's. Five bucks, right? And they have the new one. Where it's, it's hot. Like, it's ready. And it's authentic Italian. <laughs> What's the new one they have? That's like half breadsticks and half pepperoni pizza. What? what? Crazy. They're like deep dish. Deep dish is <laughs> is one of the deep, best. Deep dish. Deep dish. Deepest dish. Uh, great party pizza. I mean, you can't. It's it accomplishes what it sets out to do, and I have to commend it on that. It, yeah. But before that's that's for two weeks from now. It is, of course. Of I course. I'm, could develop more opinions, more extensive opinions. Of course, and then of course there's a thing happening, an election or whatever, uh, and yeah. um, you know. So I thought that uh, this week we're going to do something uh, just as American as apple pie and moonshine and and moonshine. Yeah. So I'm out of liquor. So um, this it's is a, this it's is, a clearing cabinet kind of night. This is a stretch. Street. Um, so this week we're drinking the Midnight Moon Authentic Apple Pie Moonshine. I don't think it's that authentic. You can't taste the pie? I can't taste the depression. Oh. I mean the actual age of depression where people had to make liquor in their fucking bathtubs. Man, that Prohibition stuff was pretty darn tasty. Sounds pretty cool, too. Sure, I do love the idea of dying from taking a sip of alcohol that wasn't made in their toilet. Well, it wasn't the prohibition that did that. It was f- faulty labor practices. Look, I don't know. Okay, educate we, me. All right, we got people like E.H. Uh, e. Taylor and uh, Elijah Craig to thank for our country's like. So they are the ones who fought for standardized uh, liquor practices to make sure that people weren't just selling like half diluted stuff that had like gasoline or kerosene and stuff in it like that's where the real alcohol poisoning came from. it wasn't because people were uh making bad moonshine it was because people were making moonshine but because it was illegal it was so profitable to have all this illegal substance that people will still pay for and so they Mm. were cutting it it's kind of like molly yeah like molly's not bad for you (laughs) I mean, Molly's Molly's okay for you. No. Um, It's the meth. It's the, yeah. The meth part in the Molly is what's bad. And that's actually kind of funny because, like, the bad part of alcohol is methanol. Like, you have ethanol, which is that good good, and methanol. Which fucks up your teeth and makes you beat your wife. And makes you go blind. Ooh. Sounds a lot like meth. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So, like, Moonshine ain't all that bad. It's the moonshine market is what made it bad. So I I wanted to say, I hope that this makes me blind because I'm not looking forward to November 5th. Well, if you're blind, you won't be looking forward much of anything. (laughs) Um, So uh, I guess here's to uh, the most glorious nation of Kazakhstan. May they live long and prosper. May they live long. Oh, fuck, Max is terrible. (laughs) <laughs> it's all in the back of the throat. Back in prosper. In Zubro, uh, Zubroska. That was the, yip, yip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it tastes like sugar and alcohol. Uh, it tastes like, like good cough syrup, but bad liquor. I concur. Next up on the docket, because man, man, liquor needs to happen soon. That needs to—I need to buy some liquor. So, we watched the Borat two subsequent movie film, and it 
it ties in a lot of things. Oh, it does. Especially considering the fact that we're coming up right now on probably what they consider to be the most contentious election of almost all time. 48 million early ballot votes have already been tallied in the most of all time. I'm one of those. I already did my early ballot mail-in. And the thing about that is really interesting is that, I, you know, that's not really indicative as to how the turnout's going to be because guess what what coronavirus so mm. people you know they're already doing early voting right here a few blocks away from my house here in huh. brooklyn wait and, how far away is the early voting from your house here in brooklyn oh it's like five minutes away oh wow yeah. okay and have you <laughs> done your early voting here uh, well, in brooklyn i actually yet? have my ballot sitting on my table because it's be postmarked by november 5th huh. and i just didn't because i was in the hospital and i wasn't feeling well mm. um you're gonna hear sounds the next to me week. like you had a lot of spare time to I just did. And sit I just, around you know, and that I forgot I was sitting on my table till today. So guess what? After the podcast, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna compromise my moral values and I'm gonna vote for somebody that I knew I was gonna vote for the entire time. But I just like to t- pretend I wasn't gonna. So there you go, Donald Trump got my vote. Ooh, <laughs> you're you're one of them trumpets. Oh, totally. Or are you just a brass? I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it right there too. Come I'm, on, even, that I'm was... not even gonna clarify it. I'm not even gonna clarify just it. Just sandbag so so... my pun. <laughs> I did. It I'm gonna leave a good it. Pun. I'm gonna leave it right there. You know why? It took me three hours to write really? that pun. Wow, that wasn't good enough. You really tromboned me on that. <laughs> oh, uh, listen. All right, hold on. I got jokes too. I got jokes too. Make me laugh, clown. I got jokes too. Okay. <clears throat> well, first of all, first of all, we're talking about politics. We're talking about being politically correct. But did you know it's no longer politically correct to say black paint? Now you have to say, Tyrone, can you please paint the fence? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Come on. Hmm. Make me laugh, clown. I haven't been sleeping all that well lately. In fact, I've been staying up, laying at the ceiling in bed at night, thinking about all the, all the things I did in my past. I blame my mattress. It's repressed memory foam. <laughs> All right. I would make a political joke, but I wouldn't want it to get elected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you write for the New Yorker? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to fucking get. I'm trying to bet. I'm trying to bet Delbert. That's my. That's my fucking objective. Is you're trying to what? Bring back Dobert. Oh. Someone's got to. He's got to get a reboot. I'm going back to my mattress. Uh, it's actually a Casper brand mattress um, because I'm haunted by the ghosts of my past. Is that one read? Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, um, something, 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 Hunter Biden, something, something, emails, something, something, Hillary Clinton. Topical. You really went above and beyond. <laughs> I tried the so call. hard. I'm um, proud of you. You you went out of your comfort zone and you tried something new. And it didn't. Listen, actually, I do have jokes. Um, I do have jokes. Um, but I left them in my other sprocket. Did you say your other sprocket? <laughs> what are you, some sort of tinker toy? What? What? Who do you? Who do you think you are? <sighs> Jesus, oh, oh, um, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it, I can't. Anyway, that's it, that's it, no more. I can't do it, I'm not All funny. Right. All right. We're just gonna end Hunter it on Biden. that one. 
something something Hunter something Biden. Hunter Biden. Uh, something 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 hunting because Hunter Biden is the new Hillary Clinton. Really, one hundred percent. All it all Trump can say is emails, uh, just as emails, a scapegoat. emails, emails. It's just one of Trump's favorite things to say: emails, emails, emails. I don't know if you saw the debate. I did not watch the debate. I honestly couldn't afford another ulcer. Good. Now, honestly, well, I, this is a good thing because uh, I think, honestly, Borat has more political implications because, uh, I don't know, the debate was, I mean, Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. I, I don't know what else you have to say there. Was it as bad as the previous one? Was it as much of a train wreck? Nope. No. Um, they inter- they interrupted each other least than any debate ever, probably ever. Um, Donald Trump had his shit together. He came with statistics, and I'm gonna tell you something. If he was a different person, I'm not gonna say he was convincing. Were they real statistics, though? Oh no, he 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 came. Like, did he actually research him, or were they numbers no, no, no. that he pulled he, out of his ass? Because no, no. he came, Lord knows he can fit a lot up. He there. came with appropriate arguments and appropriate counter arguments. Huh. I mean, that's what I know. That's a low bar. Good but, for him, for... but but like he as the president, it, the thing is, is that he, he doesn't really have to prove himself. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. After that That's first the, debate, but yes, because he of that, has to prove because himself. of that. Had he performed this way before, he, yeah, it would have been better because the incumbent's job is to prove themselves. The president just kind of has to. Well, he's all be hopped there. up on Mountain Dew now. Oh no, he was calm. He wasn't all hopped up oh, on but Mountain you can Dew. Tell that the thing I love. And this is going to read real well on audio. Is his faces? He really—you can tell he, just, you know—he just really like wanted he did to. A little like nostril flares. Not really. He does the no. Trump does this thing where he like scorches his lips real tight. Oh, and he, and he kind does of, the side jaw. He makes he makes like a side jaw because he just thinks huh. everything is so funny. Hmm. He thinks everything is hilarious, and he really wants. He knows he's funnier than you. He has something real smart to say. But don't ever use the word smart <laughs> with me. Okay. I am smart. I am the smartest. The smartest. You know. And it's like, no, 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 no. That is not true. That is not true. But you know what? He came I don't through, trust them though. Like but, I don't anything he says that is not true. I'm like mm. But I will say he did get he did get derailed with Hunter Biden. Because he's just so obsessed, he literally. Well, did Andy's a, pretty cute. He did. So. I, mean, I mean, totally. I mean, I mean, better than the paling girl. Anything with them Biden teeth. This is no joke. That Biden smile. He he did this thing where like, you know, he did a good job without interrupting, but he just could not. He could not stop himself from being like, no. He's, but you know what? He also wasn't wrong. Because I'm gonna tell you something. If you don't know the facts, if you're just watching. You know, Biden, I don't know Biden, shit about Biden, shit. Biden says, "Hey, he says, he says, you have been bankrolled by the Russians." He says, "You have a bank account in China." You know, Trump says, "Yeah." Trump says, "I was a businessman for many years. I had a bank account in China that closed in 2012 because I thought, like many other business people, about doing business in China." He was like, "You have received millions of dollars from from Russia." He said, "You have received this money at this point in time." When are you going to speak about that? Now, is this completely true? I don't know. But in the moment, I'm it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter because he he approached it and like like an adult. And I'm gonna tell you something: Trump behaving like an adult. Again, real low bar that it, we're holding for the current. <laughs> it is crazy. President. It is it is a low bar. 
But it's one I think is important to mention because the reason why Biden might still lose is because I watched all the stuff before and after. You know what they said? What they said? They said, all Biden has to do, all Biden has to do, as their masks were slipping below their noses, it was pretty funny. He's like, all Biden has to do is he has to stay the course. You're not wearing a mask. You can, you can still. <laughs> all, all Biden has to do is stay the course. Staying the course is all Biden has to do. So what do you think about Joe Biden? What do you think about Biden's chances today? What's the course? Well. And how I, well did the course work last time? Well, I think that the president is known for being hot-headed. And I think that really what the truth is is that Biden is showing in all these polls that he, in key battleground states, is up 0.6%, his, uh, which is a higher margin than what Trump won by in 2016. All Biden has to do is stay the course. All Biden has to do is stay the course. He just has to... Hold the line. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. Bum, 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 if you know this, love isn't always. All Biden has time. to do is stay at the course. Hmm. But guess what? He didn't stay at the course. He didn't stay the course. No, he didn't. Did he leave the course? He accelerated. He accelerated. He ex- he, he He's... excelled. He actually he engaged. Oh Everybody shit! Everybody wanted him to just kind of stand there and just kind of lob softball answers, but he. He he wasn't sleepy. He was a fighter. He, he was, was in there. He was up there with the with the hands up. Did he have quick hands or was he like? No, they were quick. They were quick. Oh. They were sharp. They were. It was actually. It was like you know. Unfortunately, though, for like, I, to me, it just feels like like you know like I don't fucking know. Like you just see like nine rounds in and like you know. He's like fucking Floyd Mayweather. He's just like there, kind of playing it close and hitting slight body shots. And Trump is just fucking flailing. But for some reason, in the last round, they both decide to become boxers and like actually kind of slug it out a little bit. Hmm. You yeah, know, give the people a show. But the problem with that is, is that no matter what happened before, it still comes down to points. Hmm. But yet, that's I not- really wish they would just box. Oh my fucking god! Because maybe one of them. Might. I think Trump would win. He's got the height. He's got the weight. Does he have the reach? Um. Ooh, the political reach. But check this out, though. The unfortunate thing about this is that that's not even the most politically charged news of the fucking week. Oh, uh, what is the most political? Fucking movie. Oh yeah, fucking what? Borat. You know why? Because everybody fucking wants everybody who's liberal and leftist wants fucking Biden to win. And the reality is, is that Trump's been polling lower and lower. Do you and then, think people are in their camps now, or are there still undecided voters? Well, the thing is, is that there could be undecided voters, but what you're seeing in key battleground states, I'm just going to say, I'm going, of course, over statistics that are provided by CNN, which, mm-hmm. of course, they get from somewhere else. You're seeing in key battleground states like Florida, like Texas, and like... Nevada? And like... Well, in, including Nevada. What you're seeing is, you're seeing... Battleborn, baby! Increased, That's their... Uh... Increased... Um, increased uh, registrations for voter voter registration is uh-huh. over democratic by thousands you know so like uh i think it was uh, i think it was texas uh, and of course i don't remember completely i think texas it was 100,000 more republicans 100,000 reg- more republicans, republicans were so, registered so th- that registered over over a period of time of a week so 220,000 Versus what was like 119,000 Democratic. Wow. You know. So even though what you're seeing is polling, 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 have you ever been polled? 
yes, actually, I have been pulled. Fucking white people. I've never been fucking pulled. Well, I mean... I know, right? Come on. <laughs> How informed could you be? I've never been fucking pulled. So the reality is, I've never been fucking pulled. Those polls, they're like fucking Nelson ratings. They're like they're not completely indicative of the reality on the ground. So we do not know what's going to happen when the day comes. And yet... I don't I, even think we'll know what happened... We might, though. After the we, day we, we passes. Knew, we knew on 2016. Yeah. We did know. I don't think we'll know as quickly this time. Well, we're going to see, because it's either going to be a sweep, or it's going to be contentious, and I'd rather it just be a sweep. But this Borat movie is really what's been making other news, the Giuliani scene and stuff. So you watched it, you hit it, you make the voices, you're the funny guy, entertain me. Fuck it. Tell me about this movie. So I've really... I'll tell you what my favorite part of the movie was, and also... So the big thing in the news, uh, if you're listening to this, not right now... Um, which is more than likely. Rudy Giuliani had a scene in it where he had his hand down his pants, and it was while he was in a uh, bedroom of a hotel room um, post-interview with a cast member of the movie um, that was playing someone under the age of 15. So the the rhetoric that's going on in media was rudy is a pedophile which not gonna deny he gives out those vibes like he's definitely got he's got real pet pedo vibes but after watching the movie oh i don't think in the context of the movie i think it was much worse his publicists and his people's reaction to try to get ahead of it um i think heightened the severity of what happened like because in the context of the movie he did he does get his shirt untucked for the sake of like undoing a microphone and he does appear to be tucking his shirt back in like he has plausible deniability and that is definitely 100 percent I literally have my notes leftist propaganda because I am. I don't think it's leftist propaganda though, because of just how how quickly his people reacted. I think they had they just let people watch the movie, then it wouldn't have been but, nearly. But that's as not bad. how publicists work, and the reality is the interpretation. Of what I'm seeing on the news and stuff, it's characterizing it as something that's really scandalous. But in reality. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, but like spoilers ahead for something that literally you see everywhere. Um, I think you should look up on this YouTube channel. I follow this guy for stimulus updates, uh, news on real estate, and of course, you know, all kinds of political things. Meet Kevin. He did an analysis of the scene because, you know, I mean, it's a movie and they try to kind of make they kind of try to make it seem like he did something but in reality and the narrative of the movie is how can borat sell off his underage daughter to uh u.s political power yes but and like that's the that's the whole narrative of the movie and that part is fictional but of course sasha baron cohen's whole thing is is that he interacts with real people Mm -hmm. you know but in the context of the movie they're in the room drinking but like they kind of make it seem like he's undoing her dress a little bit. He's helping her take off her mic. Right. He, she helps him take off his mic. And he is also kind of old and he's has a big gut. He's just trying to tuck his shirt in. But they kind of really characterize it like he's really getting spicy. And the first well, time I watched it, I'm going to tell you something. 
I didn't even. It's literally done. I was watching it casually. I was playing a little League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I was watching it at the corner. I was watching it, but I was, you know, I looked and I was watching. I was like, ooh, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> I literally, I was caught. They you, got they me. They got you. They got oh, I me. was watching it intently. You know, if you're watching movies casually, as a lot of people do, and I try to do when I watch movies, I try not to I, intentionally, because I will overanalyze it, I try to just like hmm. very casually hmm. watch it like a normal person. Not Why? like a plebe. Because uh. <laughs> I don't know, because I wanna I wanna get the real experience, you know. And but looking back at it, I realize I feel like the real experience would be you're in a theater viewing it and you'd, you'd like you try to limit... No, but even, other- but even when I'm in a theater, I try to not sit forward in my seat and break the scenes down. I'm there to enjoy a film. Right, I'm just saying, like, it ha- it still garners all of your of course, focus. Of course, And I think even if you were just giving half your focus no, I mean, at that, in I, that scene... I was fully focused, but I was still kind of like... Because they, 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 a little bit of the voice is like, you know, doesn't really sync up with the scene. And, you know, like... They kind of they do a few little small camera tricks, but it's a movie. They're like you know they mess with time a little bit there, yeah, you know, which is fine. But like the the real gotcha of the movie, honestly, is not that for me. It's how did some random person who's not actually a reporter get an get interview it. with Rudy Giuliani? Right. I, I that part I think is very strange. Unfortunately, I think there's no real gotcha there unless there's more footage. There's nothing really. No, I th- that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that there's no real gotcha to anyone who watched the movie with any intent or with any focus is is more revealing on Giuliani's camp of how they were so adamant to like their their insecurity projected onto defending themselves or projected onto the movie, um, I think I'm, was more indicative of, I don't, I don't know because I feel like the, from what I'm, I watch a lot of news. I feel like the spin was kind of that he was caught in a compromising position. Sasha Baron Cohen even came out. He even made a comment saying that like, you know, what is, what was seen, you know, that he feels like it speaks for itself. And that to me, like insinuates that it was not, it was bad, but like, I mean, maybe he shouldn't have been having a drink with her in the bedroom, but, like, there's, like, cameras and stuff in there. Yeah. And, like, uh, there's, like, not hidden. There's, like, cameras in there, and there's, uh, and there's people there, and, like, I, I mean, maybe he shouldn't have gone to have a drink with her, but also he thought that she was an adult and he was also an adult. Yeah. So I don't understand why it matters. Yeah, so that was... That was the meat and potatoes of the movie. I think that that was like the big the big publicity draw was that scene. And I think it was not as scandalous as it was made out to be. But I think my favorite part of the movie... Oh, I'm ready, I'm ready for this. I had two, two favorite parts. Hit me, Papa. Number one was the uh, um, debutante ball oh scene. Oh, my God. Okay, we're obviously spoiling the fuck out of the movie just saying, so you know, I don't know. Just in case. It's been out for a week now. Yeah, I know, right? One day, that's it. That scene, oh my god. And then, like, I love it because they set it up perfectly before when she's talking to the person. She's like, she's like, if, like, she's like, if my, if my, my, my blood is happening, can I still go to the ball? And yeah. He's like, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you? Oh my god. Then... She's like dancing and stuff. Well, I love <laughs> the difference in reactions between, like, yes. the dads there. 
Which that that whole thing again was just highlighting how weird the debutante mm-hmm. balls are. Of like fathers basically giving their daughters permission to. I now <laughs> let you fuck. Which is that's weird, but like the dad's reaction to the actor or the actor who played the daughter um, getting her period on the dance floor and flaunting it too. It was, it was very pro, but but obviously not really noticing. That's the point is that she wasn't supposed to notice. That's why she was crying in the next scene because she was distressed. They didn't like her. She. You know, well, no, she knew that she had. No, she knew that she had it. They were doing the whole. It's it was a celebratory dance. Yeah, but I don't know if it was a celebratory dance of her period. She was oh, just, that's what I th- read. No. I thought they were actually like no, they were just they doing, were celebrating. They were, her, they were doing a Kazakh dance, a traditional so Kazakh dance of. It was a fertility dance. I mean, it is technically. I mean, because it's a debutante ball. The thing I I agree the the fathers were like disgusted, but what really tugged at my heart was the the women. The, yeah. Because they really felt, they, I mean, they were taken aback. They were laughing. Like, they were Some of them were laughing, but some of them were really, like, embarrassed for her. In, some, like, yeah. a, in like, a really, like, kind of actually, like, supportive kind of way. Like, yeah. And, but, I mean, some of them who were laughing also were laughing at, like, the meta of, yeah, there's a bunch of cameras and shit here. This is the joke that they're making. This is a pretty funny joke. I'm yeah. glad that they were able yeah. to get oh, in on the joke. They were on the floor and they were doing like the fucking like Russian dance thing. Yeah. With their legs. This like her fucking legs is open. I, this it movie, was a funny fucking this scene. This movie was and this is my heartwarming. It was hard. It was. It was sweet. Like <laughs> I, I expected it to be more farcical and it was. Did you ever see the original? Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago, though. You know, I was talking to somebody today about how, you know, the joke is kind of like, like, Borat is like, he represents, obviously he's supposed to be a caricature, but of like a really toxic kind of person, actually. Yeah. And the movie frames it that way. He is a toxic person. He treats his, his daughter terribly. He tells her that her vagina has teeth and, like, he... he, he but he's just as diluted as like because he's just going based off of the handbook which was fucking hilarious you have a second favorite part because i have one i gotta tell you so tell me tell me tell me oh well my second favorite part was just the heart the touching heartwarming talk between the uh, babysitter and the daughter oh, in the car oh god yes and she was like if if you touch your vagine it will swallow you up and gobble you until you are nothing but a donut of person. And she's like, no. I've touched my vagina a lot in my years. And I'm still here. Like, I'm still alive. In your car? It's like, no, you cannot drive. You cannot drive. So I'm doing it. So <laughs> He's like, he said, don't tell you the strings that in her brain will break. <laughs> It is too complicated. She wow. will not uh, handle it. My favorite part. What is your favorite part? Is when he goes to the temple. Oh, oh my fucking a... god! He goes. All right, to make context for the people who have not seen the movie, you know he's discovered because she has a cell she, cell phone, so she sees this thing that says the Holocaust is not real. And of course, in Kazakhstan, that's one of their greatest accomplishments is participating in the Holocaust. Yeah. So he he's so distressed. So he goes to a temple. He's dressed up like a Jew, 
and dressed up as a Jew is he has devil wings. He has, he has this devil wings. He has a prosthetic nose that sticks out about eight oh, inches. He has a side that has like a money symbol. On. No, he has a money bag. He has a money bag, and he has a puppet, like a like a <laughs> single hand marionette puppet that just says the media on it. <laughs> he He's dressed as a political cartoon yeah. from the 1920s. He goes into the he go. You know what I love about it. Is that these people... Or a political not, propaganda cartoon. Just, they're not... You know, these things are weird, so you never really know what's happening. But, like, from the quality of the movie, even though it's, like, 4K UHD or whatever, they do hide cameras and stuff. So, you never really know, in some of the scenes, is this, like... Is this real no, or no, is this staged? Not that it's, not that it's staged, because I don't think it's staged at all, but... What do they think the setup is? Were they told that they're going to be participating in something and somebody's going to come in and have a conversation with them, but then somebody crazy comes in? Or, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. woman at the cake shop, she knows there's a camera there. So, they were like, yeah, we're going to film something. Is that okay? She's like, yeah. And then they asked for, you know... Oh, and uh, they had to have the baby on the on the cupcake. Yeah, so you know like, Otherwise, they wouldn't have the next scene. Yeah, so, you know, they're participating... But like they don't. So he walks into this to this fucking temple, and the people are just the, the old women are just talking. And I love about that fucking scene is that he walks in there and he's like, "I'm just a Jew like you." And he's like scared. And she's like, "I'm I'm not gonna hurt you. Come." And she's so empathetic. Yeah. He's literally wearing a fucking caricature of their fucking belief. And she's no. Like, he's wearing a caricature of what, of, of what people think about like they, of what people. Who wanted to exterminate the Jews so thought of that. I kind of so like that that's what got me was he wasn't just wearing a caricature, he was wearing one that specifically was to resonate with a group of people who despise But I will say that Jews. the way I always talk about kindness and humor. There was, but he never did that to her in there. He never said anything about the Holocaust to them. No. You know, because she even said she was like, I participate in the Holocaust. He was like, oh, you were, the Holocaust was real? But they did not play the whole thing of him not thinking the Holocaust was. He didn't. They waited that like he, was, he was outside of the church. And I'm pretty sure it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Because that would be very unkind. He's not. He, he's Jewish in real life. He wasn't actively trying to, like, hurt and harm and terrify these people. But, like, him sitting there and eating the food with the big nose. And he's like, this is delicious. Yeah. Like, yeah it's, <laughs> come the that fuck. That was pretty funny. It literally is, like, the funniest. And then... My second favorite part is kind of like connected to yours with the regime thing. Because when she's at the fucking Republican women's meeting, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, I want to talk. She's like, yeah, talk, talk, talk your truth. Now, they, I know they know cameras are there, but they think they're, I know they think they're participating in just something. Mm -hmm. Maybe Republican. She's like, I just had this amazing moment. I went to the bathroom and I touched my regime and it didn't bite me. She's like, and she's like, you know, she's like, quarter circle three times in one direction and another. She's like, and it was the most amazing thing Use ever. your palm, Use on, your the, palm. on the flat <laughs> part, and it's... Oh. We should all, we should all touch our machines together. It's like, you should all leave our fathers and brothers. We should all be free. And I just thought, like, this movie was surprisingly very feminist and very heartwarming. The whole point was to be feminist. And it really fixed the problem with Borat. It really fixed the problem with him as a character because he's commentary but he's yeah. he's played out old commentary uh, i think that was that was the joke at the time for borat was 
like because he's he's a traditional person he he in the original he embodied much more toxic masculinity and now they they got more into how that toxic toxic masculinity affects women <laughs> and, and affects the the larger um like just humanity how it plays into the scene where, she, where she's like she's like she's like do you love me as much as you do your sons and he goes no and she looks down he goes i love you more i that whole that actually tugged at my heart so sweet and yeah there were there were a lot of good moments and the whole point of the movie is i guess to use this this uh caricature of a person to to try to highlight how um how i what what is it? uh when you dis what's the Ooh. word for dis dis discrimination Ooh. how discrimination and all that stuff is perpetuated through passivity to traditionalism and cultural norms but we have to address the downs of the downside of the movie a little bit though which is in my opinion that the humor and the concept of Borat is played out and the thing is that like the concept of stuff Sasha Baron Cohen's amazing and the stuff that he does, what was the name of the show that he did, which was kind of a lot like... Oh, the one on HBO, Yeah, right? that he did. Um, um, Ali G? No, no, not no, no, Ali, not Ali G. G. The, the one that was more recent where he yeah, like... Yeah, I'm trying well, to blank well, on that. Well, he... The thing about it is that like... It just took me three minutes to come up with the word <laughs> discrimination. The, I'm not sharp. The, uh, the content, the concept, and the joke about the racism and stuff that he encapsulates isn't as funny or as topical as it was in 2003. And it doesn't touch... And I, it's not that important. And I understand that they really want to touch on like a, kind of a more feminist tone, but it kind of really lacks the conversation about, you know, really any real significant conversation about race, about gender, about sex, about uh, intersectionality, which doesn't seem super important, but kind of for what they were trying to do with the movie, it, the political things don't hit as hard because... I mean, Donald Trump is the president, and things are really crazy, and there, there are much crazier things that happen in real life that are more absurd than the things that happen in this movie. Right. The character that he portrays is a not really f- funny characterization of this kind of person. It was funny to have a person speaking Hebrew talking about killing Jews. But like, it's not as funny. At now. one time, it was funny. Like, it's still funny. to speak Hebrew about <laughs> killing Jews. <laughs> but it's not as funny now. You know what I mean? Like, they're, the, part of the problem with the movie is not how talented it is or the concept, but just like it seems a little out of place. You know, it. Yeah, it, it's a sequel, kind of that should have happened a much longer time ago. It might have not have had the because like it didn't need to be Trump. It could have been anybody. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was. I think the focus of it it could have been broadened. They could have. They could have done a little bit more to really reveal the the internal scumminess. This was just, but there's nothing to reveal, and that's the problem. Yeah, like but, it's all the it's like having a transparent band aid. And I think he kind of wasted a lot. Like the, you can see all the pus in the open wound, and now you're just grossed out by it, and you're like, "Is this band aid actually doing something, or is this just saran wrap?" And are any of the takes really hot? Like the, one of the big things, the biggest part of the movie that was awesome is that they started filming this before 
at the, I guess the end of last year. Yeah. And then the coronavirus started happening. Pre-Rona. And I really like, I really like how this, suddenly he's like, where'd everybody go? And then he goes to somebody's house. I think they probably changed the narrative of the movie at least uh, of course. five I mean, or six times. It's a very, like, it's a very you know, th- this concept is fluid. Right. It's, it's very yes and, which works. But the coronavirus thing happening was like very interesting. But like there, there was somebody and it's like, oh boy, somebody's into Q- QAnon, which I literally have gone out of my way to not know what QAnon is. But in the last two weeks, it's been fucking shoved down my throat. So after months and months of ignoring whatever the fuck it is, it's like, oh boy, is this another conspiracy theory? People. That- Wait, it's not a quiz game? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it was like a what? new GSN. Right, I thought it was like fucking... Uh, what was it's it? not like... What was that game on your phone? Like, HQ Trivia. It's like right. QAnon. QAnon. That's right. Which one of these political figures drinks the blood of babies to look younger? <laughs> Which one doesn't? <laughs> Trick question. That's right. If you answered any of these, you, you lose the game. The road trick was to not answer at all. Whoa. Whoa. We should we should start another like we, all right, first we need to get money so that we can give out good prizes, but that should be we should we should co opt Freedom Q&A. dollars. Freedom dollars? We'll make our own currency better with blackjack and hookers on it. Better, oh. stronger, faster. Call them freedom dollars. They have American flags on them, so you can't burn them. Ooh. It's illegal. Is it illegal to burn yeah. an American And if you flag? kneel while holding one, fucking eagle will swoop down. Ah! And pick you up. Pick you up and take you over there with them. What? <laughs> I was told yesterday a story about how somebody brought home a girl. And the brother was telling a story. He was like, oh, these damn towel heads in Target were beating their kids. The girl that her brother brought home was Muslim. And you didn't realize it. He was uh, disparaging her whole faith for her. You know. I thought you were talking about women who just get out of the shower. No, those are tall bodies. And those are nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that movie. Nice. Give it a rating. Give it a rating. I give it, let's see. I'd give it at least three thumbs up out of five. All right. So if I stole one and a half other people's hands, <laughs> I would give them the three other severed hands, but I'd keep my own and and probably keep the thumbs down. Out of a 10, I would give it a 10. What? Of that 10, of that 10, four are women, so their vote don't count. Okay. Then the other six, they're men. In Kazakhstan, well, of course, not in not in America. What uh, what race are the men who are voting? Not black. Okay. Because we don't have a voice. I mean, got three fifths of voice. <laughs> Which, by the way, this random tangent, Kanye, you got it. Listen, yesterday or two days ago, yeah. When it, whenever yeah, you're, whenever you know. Check out, you know, we have a lot of content coming out. We were talking about the Kanye. And I'm going a little easy, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to throw a little something here about the Kanye, the new Kanye, the old Kanye, the Kanye that I miss. He says something very true. What'd he say? The whole D-Fifths thing to say. You know who came up with that? It was, it was people in the North. That's a North concept. Just like, 
you know, it was it was a what do you call it? It was a it was a compromise. Yeah, thief's compromise. Also, just gonna say, you know, uh, Jim Crow. That was also a compromise. Gonna say it, segregation was just a compromise. You know who really supported that? Sure as hell, a lot of black leaders. You know who else supported that? Man, a lot of those people up in the north. Just gonna say it was almost like hmm, everybody's against. The blacks. Well, what's interest? What I think is super interesting about the three fifths compromise, <laughs> as a white dude. <laughs> oh, please do, please do. So we we can wrap this up with your hot take on the three- my hot take yeah, on oh, the three fifths compromise. This is the last take of the episode. Just saying now. Ah, oh, fuck it. Go ahead. It's like the North really didn't. They didn't want any comp. They didn't want slaves to be able to vote because. That would give the South more voting power. So really, the three-fifths... Like, the three came from Southern states wanting to say, yeah, we could vote in greater power because we could also tell our slaves how to vote. That's super fucking interesting. Hmm. It's almost like everything is just... Just against... Wow, that's crazy. It's almost like there's some sort of possessive investment... In whiteness, in America, in a well, because uh, listen, I, I see the, 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 the Argentina. What? Everybody who, who listens to this is in America. Like two people, actually, it was like a weird amount of people from India at one point. What's up? What's up, peeps? Um, but like, was that just because you hired some some bot or some <laughs> bots to follow us? No, but so. I wish. Um, but the thing is, is that like, if anybody listens from this ever outside of America, racial. Conversation in America is very different. This is America. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't give you slipping up. Look how I'm whipping up. Look how I'm whipping up. Police be tripping up. Police be tripping now. This is America. Guns in my... All right, no. Let's... We can't keep doing that. That can't be the closing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not the closing. What's the closing instead is, of course, always, Chandler, what do you have coming on up next? Oh, catch me at various mics around the city in Manhattan. I'll be at Central Park in Sheepshead Meadow um, on Mondays through Wednesdays around 5 to 530. Um, also in Brooklyn at Irving Square Park, 3 on Monday. And you know what? Just just ask me, you know, just just say, hey, C underscore underscore honey at Instagram. What you up to? What you doing? Oh. And oh. I'll I'll be like, I'll I'll tell you. That's uh, oh. I'll just be pretty transparent about it. I love that. They can stalk you. Exactly. And of course, of course, when you reach out to me, you can always reach out to me at the Art of Giving Up on Instagram.com. D A Art of Giving Up on uh, the Twitter. D A like district attorney. Like duh. Okay. Duh. And of course, you can always send us an email at Art of Giving Up Podcast at gmail.com because guess what? You want to participate? Your voice matters. Unlike if you're a person of color in America. Don't forget, rock the vote. Yeah, go vote. Dot you, org, motherfuckers. You. This is not sponsored. It doesn't matter who you vote for. I do. I believe this. It's like among us. It doesn't matter who you think is sus. Orange is sus. Really well, pale, placid, white. I, I was actually, tired is sus. I was talking to a friend about this. Like he he because he didn't he didn't feel enfranchised enough to vote. And I said, look, when it comes down to it, there's there's a social contract between 
the individual and the government, they really only ask for two things on a regular basis. Pay your taxes and vote. And that's... Well, I mean, since we did one wrapped up with your weird, you know, weird racial takes, Nam, um, uh, not that weird. Um, the, the reality of the situation is that maybe if you're white, it doesn't really matter. But for people of color, see, the thing is, is that like, maybe there's nobody you support, but you didn't have the right to vote. You were and still are disenfranchised and you still have to live in the struggle of what modern America is for people of color. Mm -hmm. And as such, that's why you need to vote. You don't have to vote. And that is definitely a right everybody has. However, that really is a right just like many others that are really afforded only to white people because guess what? People of color are not represented in this government at all, your voice matters. It's one step at a time. Obama said this in Philadelphia the other day, and I think it's kind of a good thing to end on, and I kind of hate it. I really hate it, because it's the kind of thing I argued against for a long time, but he said this, and it's very true. It's not about making everything perfect today. It's about one step at a time. That was... Was that in good taste? And, uh, yeah. You don't have to be drunk, but it's recommended. No, I said it wrong. Wait, it's my thing. Oh, I got it. (laughs) Man, it was so good too. Okay. You don't have to be drunk. You don't have to be drunk. Oh, I got it. Just one step at a time. Was was that in good taste? Remember, being drunk isn't required. But but it is recommended. Recommended. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, you. Okay. Hold on. on. We can. Yeah. No. No. This is. This is. Going pains. Okay. It's just one step at a time. <laughs> it's just one step at a time. Folks. <laughs> that was that was, this one. Wait, that was was this in good taste? Remember, being drunk isn't required. But it is recommended. <laughs> Pro.